Hello again, it's me, Craig. Yesterday, one thing first, I got episode the uh, I got the episode number wrong yesterday. I tried to make up for it at the beginning of the episode by saying that the episode was actually 150 and not 151. But today's is episode 151, and it's the second part of a two-part series where I'm talking about 11 things that I've learned in 11 years of being a professional designer. The first five I spoke about yesterday, um, I did it in a way where they were all uncut and all unscripted. So normally with this podcast, as I mentioned yesterday, I carefully script everything. I carefully create music that I want to use in that episode, and I carefully decide every single thing that I want to say. Today's episode is exactly the same as yesterday, where I'm not plotting what I'm going to say. All I've got is a list of things that I want to talk to you about, which is the final six things of 11 things that I've learned in 11 years. So let's get straight into them. Number one, you've got to adapt. Now this applies to the creative and digital sector everywhere. This doesn't just apply to designers. This applies to developers, to copywriters, to bloggers, to anybody who's working on the internet generally, or who's working in this fast-moving industry, or anybody who's working in a fast-moving industry, to be perfectly honest, it applies to everybody. You've got to be able to adapt, and you've got to not see your education as learning your skills, and you're going to use those skills for the next 50 years, or even the next 10 years, or even the next two years. Things are changing so so, so quickly in our industry. And you just, you can't stay doing the same thing that you did. Sometimes even yesterday, if a new thing comes out tomorrow, you need to be on it and you need to be learning about it and you need to be learning how it applies to your craft and how this changes things. Even as a designer with Creative Suite, with things like Photoshop, these things are changing every day or every week. Sometimes it feels like that. These things are changing a lot. These things are changing monthly. New features are being added to Photoshop. And Adobe are making new apps like Experience Designer. And things are just changing so quickly. And you need, absolutely need, to be able to adapt to these changes. It's so vital. In fact, a lot of the things, these last six, the things that I've learned, are are actually to do with adapting to things and always changing. By the way, in the background, can you hear that? It's absolutely banging it down here in Barnsley today in the UK. It's the sun has finally disappeared and rain is hammering my house at the minute. So that's probably what you can hear in the background. So number seven, I know I said that was number one, but that was actually number six. So number seven, everything isn't always fun or perfect or all roses. I spoke, I actually did an episode of the regular AADA about this, about how things aren't always fun um, and how aren't things always good. I can't remember the episode number because I've, I've, not, I've not prepared that much, but if you go back to my website, you'll find it. And the reason I brought this up is because when you're a student and when you're learning design or when you're learning to be a web developer or whatever, everything's amazing. When you're you're learning how to do it, you're in a closed, safe environment and everything that you're learning to do is really cool and everything is new and you're really excited about all that stuff. And then when you finally get a job, you'll be working on things that you 
may or may not be passionate about or they just might not be good stuff or you might get bad feedback on some of your work or you might have to implement feedback that you don't necessarily agree with. And when you do your job, that is going to be the way it is. It's just a fact. No matter if you work at Facebook or if you work at Google or if you work at somewhere that's got the most amazing reputation ever, you're going to be asked to do things that you don't agree with or that you don't find fun. Every single part of your job isn't going to be a laugh. Every single part of your job isn't going to be amazing. And the reason that's number seven in my list is because it's really important to remember that, that everything isn't going to be roses and everything isn't going to be perfect. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer on this, but it's a really important thing to remember. It's actually the only negative thing that I've got in my entire list of 11 things, but it's really important to remember. And then... Number eight, and my list here, by the way, says one, two, three, four, five, six. So I'm actually having to think about the number and doing five plus three, and I'm not good at maths as it is. So I'm having to add these numbers up on the fly. So if I get these numbers wrong, I apologize. I know this is a complete shambles, but hopefully there's some useful tips in here. So number eight, find enjoyable work, even if your job isn't always fun. So this ties into the last one. Everything isn't always fun, but just because it isn't, you should be finding work outside of work that is interesting, that is fun, that does inspire you, and that does make you learn new things and find new ways of doing things. That kind of work ties into the other thing I said about side projects. You need to be pushing yourself to learn new things all the time because things change so quickly. You've got to be able to adapt. And the only way you adapt and get better as a designer or as whatever your craft is, is by doing. And 7.5 hours or 8 hours or whatever you work in a day just isn't enough. And you need to be doing all this other stuff as well. And finding enjoyable work is a really good way to do that because it inspires you to do it. You're going to keep doing more work and you're just going to enjoy it more. So you need to find enjoyable work if you're not getting provided it in your day job. I'm not going to go into quitting your day job because sometimes that's not possible. And actually, I think you should be doing work sometimes that isn't good and that isn't enjoyable because it builds character and you've got to have character. You've got to learn to take the rough with the smooth and you've got to learn the ability as a designer to be able to polish a turd. Those, you know, those, those are important skills to learn. Everything isn't always perfect. And if, you approach things as a designer where everything is always perfect. When it comes to working on a challenging project, you're not going to know what to do with that challenging project because you're not used to working on challenging projects. So I don't think the answer to doing crap work is to find another job. I actually think you should be doing the crap work to build your character and then also find an enjoyable work in your spare time. The next one, number nine, is probably the most important one on this list. And that's don't rely on motivation, rely on discipline. I was reminded by this yesterday, in fact, when I went for a walk and I was listening to Jocko Willink's podcast. Um, <clears throat> and he was talking about discipline. If you don't know who Jocko Willink is, Google him. He's a brilliant guy. He's an ex-Navy SEAL. He's a scary, scary man, but he's got a brilliant podcast. And the one I was actually listening to was from Tim Ferriss's podcast, He one of his recent episodes about Jocko Willink. And Jocko Willink was answering questions from the public on, on this podcast. 
And he got to talking about discipline and specifically discipline in the creative industries. And somebody asked him, um, does, does discipline apply in the same way in the creative industries? Uh, and Jocko's not a creative guy. He's from the army. He's from the Navy SEALs to be specific. So he couldn't really answer the question in that way, but he, he speculated and there's kind of a thing that links into this specifically around motivation. Motivation or inspiration, as it's sometimes called in the creative industries, lots of people rely on this. So when you're a designer or an artist or whatever it is, if you don't feel inspired or if you don't feel motivated to do something creative, some people just don't do that creative thing. And I don't agree with that because you can't rely on motivation and you can't rely on feeling inspired to get the work done. Because if you did rely on creativity, uh, if you did rely on inspiration and motivation, you'd be making one thing a week. Everything isn't always perfect and the environments that you're in isn't always perfect. And this is why I do 365 day challenges as well, because it forces me to produce. It forces me to produce things when I don't want to produce them when I can't be asked, when motivation is low, when it's late at night and all I want to do is go to bed. If you you never experience that, if you never experience that as a creative, you'll never be able to produce as good as the next person who knows how to produce things when motivation is low and inspiration is low. So if you're approaching a website as a designer this afternoon and you're trying to design a website but you just don't feel motivated, that is the best time to be designing a website because at that point you're going to have to knuckle down and the only thing you can rely on at that point is discipline. You've got to rely on discipline to get the job done and that's the only way you can get that job done most of the time because you can't rely on motivation because it's just fleeting. Motivation is too fleeting in a job. And as a creative, it's important that you learn how to produce under the worst circumstances and the best circumstances. Because when you're faced with the worst circumstances, you can still produce. But when you're faced with the best circumstances, you work is elevated to another level because you're just used to producing under any circumstances. That's probably all I want to say on motivation and discipline. But I think it's really important that you don't rely on motivation as a creative and you don't rely on that fickle thing called inspiration as a creative. Just get the job done and get on with it under any circumstance. Number 10, read everything. I'm, I'm always constantly amazed by the amount of people that don't read. And I'm not talking about not reading at all because lots of people read articles on the internet or whatever, or lots of people sitting with their thumb and scroll through Facebook or Twitter and scroll through each post after post after post. And they'll keep scrolling through that all the time. Excuse me, I'm losing my voice. I'm not used to doing long podcasts like this that are interrupted. So my voice doesn't last too long anymore. Yeah, lots of people will scroll through things on the internet, but they're not used to reading Reading or reading books specifically is what I'm talking about here. Reading books, especially old books or books that have got nothing to do with your job, just makes you better as not even as a designer or not even as a creative or not even as a developer. They just make you a more rounded human being, especially self-improvement books, no matter who they buy 
or the quality of the book, reading self-improvement books is just a really good habit to get into because there'll be stuff in there that will help you improve as a human being as well as improve as a designer or as a creative or whatever you are. Reading things is just good for you. It's just good for you as as a human being. And I highly recommend it, especially as a young designer. And it's the thing that I've done for, for years, for 11 years. And some books that I've read have changed my life. Some books have, have completely changed my opinion on things and the way I approach tasks. And I, I just can't stress enough how important reading is, especially reading factual books and books that help you. Even going back and reading books by Paul Rand and other designers as well. And I can highly recommend things by Michael Beirut. All his books are brilliant. Any books like that, theory books or books from the point of view of a designer or a creative, they're just all worth reading. And finally, number 11, and I've touched on this so much throughout my podcast and so much throughout everything that I talk about. And in fact, so much through... I've even touched on this through the last 10 things that I've learned as well. And number 11 is never stop learning. This features in number 10, reading, make sure you never stop learning things. And every other thing that I've talked about is just so important in life and in in being a designer and always adapting and always learning. All these things are just so important. You just need to never stop learning because the day that you stop learning is the day you stop developing as a designer. And the day you stop developing as a designer is the day that you start to stagnate. And that is the day that you should quit your job for real and find something else to do. Because if you're not interested or not willing to con- if you're not willing to continue to keep learning, then this isn't the career for you. This isn't the career that you should be doing because Things change so quickly and you've got to be able to adapt to things all the time. And if you can't adapt or you're not willing to learn to adapt or you're not willing to learn new things, this is not the place for you. It's not the career for you at all. That's it. That's 11 things that I've learned in 11 years. I'm probably going to look back on this maybe in another year's time and think, wow, that's uh, that's quite a list. <laughs> or I'm probably going to rubbish it. But You'll notice that most of those things that I've mentioned have got nothing to do with the design. They've got even nothing to do with the creative industries. They're, they're kind of 11 tips that you could apply to your life, whether you're a designer or whatever you are, whatever your career is, or even if you're not in a career right now, most of those things that I've written down there just apply to everything. And that is the kind of list that I wanted to develop because the design industry changes so much. And I was even just saying the other day that I make websites now, I design websites and I design brands and all this other stuff, but I'm probably not going to be designing websites in five years time or maybe even 10 years time, but especially in 40 years time, I'm not going to be designing websites because websites just won't exist. I don't know what's going to replace them, but I know that websites in their current format will not exist in 40 years time. And that's really exciting to me. That's really exciting that things are going to change that much in 40 years' time. The fact that I don't know, even if I did the same job I'm doing today for 40 years, the fact that I don't know what my job is going to look like in 40 years' time 
is really interesting to me and really exciting. And it should be to you as well if you want to continue along this career path and you want to continue being a designer or or a creative or just working in the creative industries in general. So that's it. That's all I'm going to say. If you want to find the show notes about this episode, go over to askadesigneranything.com forward slash EP151. And you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Craig Burgess. I'll be back tomorrow with a proper episode, uh, the music stuff again and the scripting and all that kind of thing. And I'll see you then.